Hello, my name is Father Ed Feliski from the San Alfonso Retreat House in Long Branch, New Jersey. Today the church celebrates Friday of the 30th week in ordinary time, October 29th. I'd like to begin today's reflection with our reading from today's gospel taken from our liturgy. The gospel is taken from St. Luke chapter 14, verses 1 to 6. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing him carefully. In front of him there was a man suffering from dropsy. Jesus spoke to the scholars of the law and Pharisees in reply, asking, Is it lawful to cure on the Sabbath or not? But they kept silent. So he took the man, and after he had healed him, dismissed him. Then he said to them, Who among you, if your son or ox falls into a cistern, would not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? But they were unable to answer his question. The Gospel of the Lord. In the Gospels, there are seven, seven different incidents in which Jesus healed on the Sabbath day. In Luke, in Luke's Gospel, we see four of these incidents. The first is the healing of Simon's mother-in-law, found in chapter 4. Then we have the man with the withered hand, found in chapter 6. Then the woman who was bent over and unable to stand up straight, found in chapter 13. And then we have today's story of the man with dropsy, taken from chapter 14 of Luke. In John's Gospel, we have two of these incidents. The first is the healing of the paralytic at the pool of Bethesda. That's in chapter 5 of John's Gospel. And the man born blind, found in chapter 9. And finally, the seventh would be Mark's Gospel, which adds the healing of a demon-possessed man in the synagogue at Capernaum, found in chapter 1. So we can see this is a, a, was a regular occurrence throughout the Gospels. Jesus often heals on the Sabbath. And every miracle that Jesus worked on the Sabbath only made the scribes and Pharisees more certain that he was dangerous and irreligious. They came to the conclusion that Jesus must be stopped at all costs. If we are to understand what ultimately happened to Jesus, it is essential to remember that the Orthodox Jew of his day regarded him as a lawbreaker. Jesus healed on the Sabbath, therefore he worked on the Sabbath, therefore he broke the law. In today's Gospel, Jesus is invited to dine at the house of a Pharisee. It happens to be the Sabbath day. The Jewish law had its meticulous reg regulations about the Sabbath, which of course included that no one was permitted to work on that day. In the house of the Pharisee, there was a man who was suffering from what the Gospel calls dropsy. Dropsy is the swelling of soft tissue caused by the retention of water. So we can see in the swelling, uh, we, we we can see this in the swelling of a person's ankles or feet or legs or arms. 
Today, we don't use the term dropsy, but rather we might refer to this disease as edema or simply congestive heart failure. At any rate, this suffering man was present in the house of the Pharisee on that Sabbath day. Why was he there? Was he a member of the Pharisee's family? Or was he a servant? That does not seem likely, because the Pharisee doesn't seem particularly happy that this man finds a healing. Some scripture scholars suggest that this man, the man suffering from dropsy, may have been planted there by the Pharisee just to see what Jesus would do. It may have been a trap. As the gospel says, they were watching him. Jesus was under scrutiny. Without hesitation, Jesus healed the man. He knew perfectly well what they were thinking. And he quoted their own law and practice to them. Open wells were common in Palestine, and accidents were frequent. It was perfectly allowable to rescue an animal which had fallen into to a well, even if it was on the Sabbath. Jesus, with searing contempt, demands, How, if it is okay to help an animal on the Sabbath, how can it be wrong to help a man? The most amazing thing about the scribes and Pharisees in their is, is, is their staggering lack of proportion. They would go to endless trouble to formulate and to obey their petty rules and regulations, and yet they considered it a sin to ease the sufferings of a, of a sick person on the Sabbath. The things that divide us and destroy our relationships are often the little things, things that if we take a step back, we recognize these things are insignificant. Some years ago, I lost my youngest sister, Sharon, to Hodgkin's cancer at the age of 25. When my sister was undergoing her cancer treatments of radiation and chemotherapy, and then ultimately a bone marrow transplant, she came to appreciate what was really important in life. She came to adopt a saying that she used often. She would say, don't sweat the small stuff. And it's all small stuff. And I think that's the message of today's gospel. Only if we put first things first will we find the proper proportion. All things will find their proper place. And what's in the first place? Love. Love comes first. Everything else is small stuff. So don't sweat the small stuff. Begin with love and everything else falls into place. May God bless you and may you have a wonderful day.